0: where there's hope by jerome bixby this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org reading by bologna times where there's hope by jerome bixby the women had made up their minds and nothing repeat nothing could change them but something had to give "'If you called me here to tell me to have a child,' Mary Pornson said, "'you can just forget about it. We girls have made up our minds.' Hugh Farrell, chief medical officer of the Exodus 7, sighed and leaned back in his chair. He looked at Mary's husband. "'And you, Ralph?' he said. "'How do you feel?' Ralph Pornson looked at Mary uncomfortably, started to speak, and then hesitated. Hugh Farrell sighed again and closed his eyes it was that way with all the boys the wives had the whip-hand if the husbands put up an argument they'd simply get turned down flat no sex at all children or otherwise the threat Farrell thought wryly made the boys softer than watered putty his own wife alice was one of the ringleaders of the no babies movement and since he had openly declared warfare on the idea she wouldn't even let him kiss her good-night for fear of losing her determination, Farrell liked to think. He opened his eyes again to look past the Pornsons, out of the curving port of his office lab in the Exodus 7's flank, at the scene outside the ship. At the edge of the clearing he could see Danny Stern and his crew, tiny beneath the cavernous sunbeam-shot overhang of giant leaves. Danny was standing up at the controls of the dozer, waving his arms. His crew was struggling to get a log set, so he could shove it into place with a dozer. They were repairing a break in the barricade, the place where one of New Earth's giant saurians had come stamping and whistling through last night to kill three colonists before it could be blasted out of existence. It was difficult, damn difficult, a brand new world here, all ready to receive the refugees from dying Earth. Or rather, all ready to be made ready which was the task ahead of the exodus seven's personnel an earth world green warm fertile and crawling leaping hooting and snarling with ferocious beasts of every variety Pharaoh could certainly see the women's point in banding together and refusing to produce children something inside a woman keeps her from wanting to bring life into peril "'at least when the peril seems temporary "'and security is both remembered and anticipated. "'Pornson said, "'I guess I feel just about like Mary does. "'I i don't see any reason for having a kid "'until we get this place ironed out and safe to live in.' "'That's going to take some time, Ralph.' Farrell clasped his hands in front of him "'and delivered the speech he had delivered so often "'in the past few weeks.' Ten or twelve years before we really get set up here. We've got to build from the ground up, you know. We'll have to find and mine our own metals, build our machines to build shops to build more machines. There'll be resources that we won't find, and we'll have to learn what this planet has to offer in their stead. Colonizing New Earth isn't simply a matter of landing and throwing together a shining city. I only wish it were six weeks ago we landed we haven't yet dared to venture more than a mile from this spot we've cut down trees and built the barricade and our houses after protecting ourselves we have to eat we've planted gardens we've produced test tube calves and piglets the calves are doing fine but the piglets are dying one by one we've got to find out why it's going to be a long long time before we have even a minimum of security much less luxury, longer than you think, so much longer that waiting until the security arrives before having children is out of the question. There are critters out there, he nodded toward the port, and the busy clearing beyond, that we haven't been able to kill. We've thrown everything we have at them, and they come back for more. We'll have to find out what will kill them, how they differ from those we are able to kill." we are six hundred people and a spaceship ralph we have techniques that's all everything else we've got to dig up out of this planet we'll need people mary we'll need the children we're counting on them they're vital to the plans we've made mary Pornson said damn the plans i won't have one not now you've just done a nice job of describing all my reasons and all the other girls feel the same way She looked out the window at the dozer and crew. Danny Stern was still waving his arms. The log was almost in place. George and May Wright were killed last night. So was Verrelli. If George and May had had a child, the monster would have trampled it, too. It went right through their cabin like cardboard. It isn't fair to bring a baby into— Farrell said, Fair, Mary? Maybe it isn't fair not to have one not to bring it into being and give it a chance. Life's always a gamble. "'It doesn't exist,' Mary said. She smiled. "'Don't try circumlocution on me, Doc. I'm not religious. I don't believe that spermatozoa and an ovum, if not allowed to cuddle up together, add to murder.' "'That isn't what I meant. You were getting around to it, which means you've run out of good arguments.' no i've a few left farrell looked at the two stubborn faces mary's pleasant and pretty but set as steel ralph's uncomfortable thoughtful but mirroring his definite willingness to follow his wife's lead farrell cleared his throat you know how important it is that this colony be established you know that, don't you? In twenty years or so, the ships will start arriving, hundreds of them, because we sent a message back to Earth saying we'd found a habitable planet. Thousands of people from Earth coming here to the New World were supposed to get busy and carve out for them. We were selected for that task, first of judging the right planet, then of working it over. Engineers, chemists, agronomists, all of us, we're the task force. We've got to do the job. We've got to test, plant, breed, rebalance, create. There'll be a lot of trial and error. We've got to work out a way of life, so the thousands who will follow can be introduced safely and painlessly into the, well, into the organism. And we'll need new blood for the jobs ahead. We'll need young people. Mary said, a few years one way or the other won't matter much doc five or six years from now this place will be a lot safer then we women will start producing but not now it won't work that way fral said we're none of us kids any longer i'm fifty-five ralph you're forty-three i realize that i must be getting old to think of you as young mary you're thirty-seven we took a long time getting here Fourteen years. "'We left an Earth that's dying of radioactive poisoning, "'and we all got a mild dose of that. "'The radiation we absorbed in space, little as it was, didn't help any. "'And that sun up there—' "'Again,' he nodded at the port, "'isn't any help either. Periodically, it throws off some pretty damn funny stuff. "'Frankly, we're worried. "'We don't know whether or not we can have children, or normal children.' We've got to find out. If our genes have been bollocksed up, we've got to find out why and how and get to work on it immediately. It may be unpleasant. It may be heartbreaking. But those who will come here in twenty years will have absorbed much more of Earth's radioactivity than we did, and an equal amount of the space stuff, and this sun will be waiting for them. We'll have to know what we can do for them. I'm not a walking laboratory, Doc, Mary said. I'm afraid you are, Mary, all of you are. Mary set her lips and stared out the port. It's got to be done, Mary. She didn't answer. It's going to be done. Choose someone else, she said. That's what they all say. She said. I guess this is one thing you doctors and psychologists didn't figure on, Doc. Not at first, Farrell said, but we've given it some thought. McGuire had installed the button convenient to Farrell's right hand, just below the level of the desktop. Farrell pressed it. Ralph and Mary Pornson slumped in their chairs. The door opened, and Dr. John J. McGuire and Ted Harris, the Exodus Sevens, chief psychologist came in. When it was over, and the after-play had been allowed to run its course, Farrell told the Pornsons to go into the next room and shower. They came back soon, looking refreshed. Farrell ordered them to get back into their clothes. Under the power of the hypnotic drug which their chairs had injected into them at the touch of the button, they did so. Then he told them to sit down in the chairs again. McGuire and Harris had gathered up their equipment, piling it on top of the operating table. McGuire smiled. "'I'll bet that's the best monitored, most hygienic sex act ever committed. I think I've about got the space radiation's effect licked.' Farrell nodded. "'If anything goes wrong, it certainly won't be our fault. But let's face it, the chances are a thousand to one that something will go wrong. We'll just have to wait and work.' He looked at the pornsons they're very much in love aren't they and she was receptive to the suggestion beneath it all she was burning to have a child just like the others mcguire wheeled out the operating table with its load of serums pressure hypos and jury-rigged thingamabobs which he was testing on alternate couples ted harris stopped at the door a moment he said. I think the suggestions I planted will turn the trick when they find out she's pregnant. They'll come through okay. Won't even be too angry. Farrell sighed. They'd been over it in detail several times, of course, but apparently Harris needed the reassurance as much as he did, he said. Sure, now scram so I can go back into my act. Harris closed the door. Farrell sat down at his desk and studied the pair before him. They looked back contentedly, holding hands, their eyes dull. Farrell said, How do you feel? Ralph Pornson said, I feel fine. Mary Pornson said, Oh, I feel wonderful. Deliberately, Farrell pressed another button below his desktop. The dull eyes cleared instantly. Oh, you've given it some thought, Doc? Mary said sweetly, And what have you decided? You'll see ferrell said eventually he rose that's all for now kids i'd like to see you again in one month for a routine checkup mary nodded and got up you'll still have to wait doc why not admit you're licked ralph got up too and looked puzzled wow he said i'm tired perhaps just coming here ferrell said discharged some of the tension you've been carrying around The Parnsons left. Farrell brought out some papers from his desk and studied them. Then, from the file drawer, he selected the record of Hugh and Alice Farrell. Alice would be at the perfect time of her menstrual cycle tomorrow. Farrell flipped his communicator. "'Maguire,' he said. "'Tomorrow, it's me.' Maguire chuckled. Farrell could have kicked him. He put his chin on his hands and stared out the port danny stern had the log in place in the barricade the bulldozer was moving on to a new task his momentary doubt stifled Farrell went back to work twenty-one years later when the ships from earth began arriving the log had been replaced by a stone monument erected to the memory of exodus seven which had been cut apart for its valuable steel around the monument was a park and on three sides of the park was a shining town not really large enough to be called a city, of plastic and stone, for New Earth had no iron ore, only zinc and a little copper. This was often cause for regret. Still it was a pretty good world. The monster problem had been licked by high-voltage cannon. Now, in their third generation since the landing, the monsters kept their distance, and things grew, things good to eat. And even without steel, the graceful, smoothly functioning town looked impressive, quite a thing to have been built by a handful of beings, with two arms and two legs each. It hadn't been entirely, but nobody thought much about that any more. Even the newcomers got used to it. Things change. End of Where There's Hope by Jerome Bixby